I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Graham Tolman, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in virtual reality. We record our episodes live in Altspace every week, and you can join us uh, from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have with us an Altspace OG, at least from my point of view, uh, with over 600 events under his belt. Whether you've been eaten by sharks at his Shark Time events or danced through the metaverse with It's Time to Move, this guy's an expert in how to make events fly. Want to uh, host your own events? Get tips from the master right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Forrest. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Graham. That was a nice <laughs> yeah. intro. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. So how, how are things? Um, I, you know, I feel like uh, when I come into Altspace, you have like five events a week, and I feel like you probably did like two events today before you came here. So Yeah, we did uh, two events today. It, we usually we do 10 events a week, actually. Uh, some of them are doubles of the same event, though. You know, so yeah, is, so it ends up being 10 a week, you know, and uh, yeah. So that's what we do. That is yeah. that is wild. So I guess my first question is, do you have a life outside of Altspace? You know, I, I, I think so. I mean, a lot of times, actually, I do more work for, uh, for Allspace outside of Allspace than I do in, uh, because we are working a lot on developing new experiences. So, uh, for example, with uh, Shark Time, we don't just stop with, like, uh, Shark Time was only half of the experience. So we're actually expanding that out to be as it was originally intended. Uh, and that's a lot of work. you got to put a lot of hours in trying to figure out, because a lot of this is, you know, new to us, and we have to, you know, figure out, oh, how does that shader work, and how does that work, and what's this going to do to performance when we get 50 50 people in here, you know, so there's a lot of trial and error stuff as we go through the developing and bring it up to the original vision. So there's a lot of work yeah. on the outside. Yeah. Right. And I, and I was, I, it, I, was I correct hearing that your, your wife is involved uh, in some way? Very much so. Very much yes. so. She's uh, uh, we call her my producer and all the, when, if you ever see our events and you see all the great uh, graphic work tile on the event tiles, that's all her uh, all the time uh, with, with all the special effects and stuff like that, with the sounds that we use, all the textures that we use. That's all her. She does all, most of the graphic stuff, a lot of the scripting and a lot of the, the, the way the shows are framed out. We'll go through rehearsals together before we bring it live and we'll practice. And, you know, so we'll get it, you know, she'll, basically play the part of the audience and she'll give me feedback like that part doesn't work or that joke's falling flat, you know, and that'll give you the framework to work around. The rest of it requires the audience. And after that, you pretty much just have to be in the moment, you know, so that's uh, yeah. pretty much how we work it, you know? So yeah, she's very involved. And that is so cool. So yeah, let's get, let's give it up for Morgan. Let's give her a chance to oh, shine yeah. here because obviously, <laughs> obviously she's the mastermind behind this guy we have up here. This is just the puppet. That's yeah. the puppet here. Oh no, uh, it's, it's all Sharky. It's all Sharky. Sharky's the yeah, mastermind. Yeah, Sharky's a big, all, Sharky's really got, got a lot. Well, Sharky has like a major role in all things, you know, but yeah, Morgan usually hangs out behind the scenes and makes sure that everything works, you know, uh, and handles things like when I crash, she makes announcements and stuff like that. So, you know, really keeps the thing moving. You know, but yeah, it's definitely a, you know, a, work, a work together kind of a thing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Um, cool. Well, so, um, I, you know, I have a lot of questions. I would love to, and we're going to get into them all. We're going to start with the origin story, of course. So cool. uh, this, this uh, super presenter, super organizer, super event thrower, how did you become so super? So we want to get into uh, who is Michael Forrest? Where did you come from and how did you get involved in virtual reality? Well, my interest in VR actually began a real long time ago in the early days of the internet. Um, when I was a kid, my parents, they took me to Coney Island, which is like, you know, like a beach amusement park type thing. And there they had all these rides. And the ride that I wanted to go to the most was they had this rocket ship 
and I really wanted to go on it. And it was on the back of it was a flatbed of a truck. And you'd go into this rocket ship, and the truck would like lift the the bed up so that the rocket you'd feel it, you know, tilt back. And they had these video screens up on the windows and up in the front, and it made it feel like you were actually going out in the space. It was a simulation, and uh, I was, you know, I, I thought it was pretty realistic. I was very impressed by it, and I couldn't get it out of my head. Later on, I saw, I saw this uh, cartoon where they had uh, they were trying to trick the bad guys into thinking that they were on a plane. The plane never actually left the hangar, but they had these video monitors up on the windows, and they were rocking the plane back and forth to simulate this is you know that you're on a plane, and they were fooled. Uh, but it was to me, I was like that reminds me of that ride I was on in Coney Island. And then after that, you know, with, with video games, you become more and more immersive. Like I'd be in these flight simulators, and they were so realistic that uh, you know my friend and I would be playing with a monitor in front of both of us, and our chairs would actually tilt back because we were so into it. And then at about like three o'clock in the morning, you'd hear uh, you'd hear me so at the top of my lungs and then my dad would be banging on the door what are you doing in there you know and i'm like oh okay well we're under fire right now you know but so that's just how like immersed you get pulled into it after that came like second life and unfortunately when i was there i was waiting for the rift to come out i was like it, it's finally coming i've been waiting for this all my life and then i got sick all right and what that means is uh where i was living i worked from home and there was uh the building was uh it was a, like it had toxic mold two of the deadliest kind actually and i didn't know uh, so I was in this environment around the clock and it was doing damage to me. I was getting like more confused. I would spend all day trying to figure out how to write a check and stuff like that. And then uh, my parents came in and they said there was something weird about it. You know, there was like a presence in the air, you know, kind of a thing like you could almost see it. And uh, they had the air tested and only 10 percent of the air sample that they took was actually breathable oxygen. The rest was all toxic mold. And so they got me yeah. out of there. And when they did, uh, my body started to fight back. And this was has been a rough ride because when all that stuff is coming out of your body, uh, it took the form of rapid heart and extreme dizziness. So I'd be like, oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to pick out a place to go, go down. And you fall, you hit your head on the sink. It's really bad. And unfortunately, because of the toxic mold, you had to get rid of everything you own. So I had a five-monitor computer system just gone, right? All my clothes, everything just gone. No furniture, nothing. And, uh, you know, and that's when I moved in with, uh, with Morgan Forrest. And she, uh, you know, I was spend a year basically on her floor recovering or trying to. And then my family, you know, they're watching me waste away. Everybody's really worried about me. And they wanted me to reconnect with the world because, you know, if you know this from staying home with COVID, that you lose track of the days, right? You don't, you don't, you don't, they all blend into one after a while. And um, what happens is they gave me an, uh, an Apple iPad to reconnect with the world. So I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm, you know, getting reacquainted and I'm like, well, this isn't my computer at all, you know, but it's, but it'll do. And I'm watching, uh, you know, YouTube videos and I see all these ads for the Oculus Go. And I'm like, you know what? This is probably going to make me feel like I can get out. Right. And mm -hmm. I've been into VR. I want to, I want to actually try this. So I started researching stuff and I've been reading about all space pretty much since it began. And I can you know, so I came in here and I used to tell this story in my event in go time. If any of you had ever been there with well, the very first thing I did when I came out of the load screen was I looked up. And when I looked up, I saw the sky and that sky looked like a lot like what I remembered. And it felt real. Right. And I was grateful for this. So I was like, I wanted to give back. So the first event I went to was a community helper meetup and, uh, you know, a volunteer meetup. Anybody could go. And I started moderating for events, but I wanted to host them because I used to do some public speaking in the real world. I taught classes in the Internet, you know, and I had like big classes and I, I'm used to taking like dry material and trying to make it exciting. You know, like you see some of the annex I did one stage where I run around and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, instead of standing up there and saying, this is your Oculus Quest controller, all of the buttons do things. I like to move around and make it interactive, you know, and, and uh, so, you know, so 
I started doing that and I started hosting the events. And all of a sudden, I started to become very aware of what day it was. Because a Tuesday at seven o'clock, I got to be there. People are going to be waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Like tonight, I got to be in here at 1030 my time, you know, because I've got an interview with Graham here, you know, and that feeling of like having to be somewhere and people expecting you to be somewhere, feeling kind of needed and useful really did more for my health than anything. And I started to recover. And before you knew it, I was able to host some events while standing up, you know, and yeah, that's really where it started. You know, that's, that's, uh, that's how I got here. You know, pretty much. Oh, that's yeah. that's a that's an incredible story. And I, I just love that. That's how, you know, it, there's so many ways that virtual reality can help people. And the fact that it's you true. were sort of, you know, you were uh, sort of isolated and your real your 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 meat sack, your meat body was yeah. giving you trouble. And then you were mm-hmm. able to teleport to a place where you didn't have to rely so much on the, the meat sack part of you. Exactly. And you were exactly. able to flourish. That's it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's funny, too. You're, you're, you'll actually you're get, laughing. But, you, yeah. yeah. Well, she does that. You'll hear her. She, she's the laugh track. A lot of times during our shows, you'll hear her laugh and she keeps the microphone open. And, it, uh, you know, it, it, I think it's good. The audience you know, t- seems to like that stuff when it happens. Yeah. Meat sack, too. Bonus point, point, bonus point for use of meat sack, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a, uh, it's been quite a journey, but mine isn't unique. There's a lot of people in here uh, that actually like, you know, who are, you know, some people that are older and they'll feel younger and more, you know, more vital, more vitalized. One of the, I used to teach the, uh, the old space VR one-on-ones and there was a guy that came in, uh, you know, some people, you have hundreds of people coming through. You don't remember everybody, but some people really stand out. You know, there was a guy there, he was in his nineties. All right. And he came into all space as a way to hang out with his granddaughter who was away at college. Right. And so they would meet wow. up in here, but he pressed the wrong button and he ended up in my event. Right. And he got into it. And at the end, when we opened up for questions, he just started, just started talking and everybody just kind of fell in love with this guy. I don't know if, you know, he's still around or where he is, but uh, you'll see that everybody has like different stories that they come in with. And it's, it's, it's really not unique. A lot of people have gotten their mobility back in here. I've even heard that there's something to do with the VR lenses that actually, um, I'm not sure why this is, but there are some people with eye problems that actually improve just through use of VR. So, I mean, I think the, the effects of being in VR haven't really been fully studied yet. You know, because it's still relatively new. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, only like, you know, right. a few years old and just now starting to come into the mainstream. So yeah. Right, right. So things kicked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really that's really crazy. And so I you know, it's it's I love that you do so many events. So what is it that drives you to do so many? Is it like is it just that you just get so much out of it that you want to share this with more people or yeah, part of it, you know, a lot that? of it is that, I, you know, is that, uh, you know, for one, I'd like it if it could lead somewhere because, you know, uh, my, my job opportunities are pretty slim, you know, being in a situation that I've been, I mean, I've improved a lot, you know, but, uh, I saw that as possibly leading somewhere. And I thought, you know, just by virtue of being out there, you know, maybe somebody would notice me that I uh, wanted to do like a, you know, corporate training or something like that, that I could do. I love doing the presenting. Uh, you know, I, I get a lot out of it. Like when the audience is laughing or, you know, when they're into it, it it's, I find it to be very rewarding. Uh, there's a dark side to it too. I mean, uh, listen, hosting in all space has never been easier. It's really easy to get started in it, but, uh, there is, you know, uh, some, some downside to it too. You know, you'll, you'll find that you'll get, uh, trolls that are very invested in you. You know, some people will either out of jealousy or whatever reason will start spreading rumors and they'll try to take your event down or the schedule events through yours, you know, uh, that kind of thing can happen, you know, and, I think it's important that you realize that like, if you're going to go into event hosting, right, you're going to need not so much a thick skin as uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Anybody can do it. Uh, It's definitely worth trying. I've gotten a lot out of it, you know, but keep in mind that, you know, uh, you know, you know, the problem with social VR is people. 
right? You're bringing people in. And as a result, I see nods in the audience. Yeah. We bring, we bring our real world problems in here, you know? So like, you know, if, you know, people by nature, like out in the real world, if you have any kind of group, like maybe you have a card game you go to every week or maybe like a PTA meeting or something like that, you're going to find there are groups of people that, well, I don't like that person. And there's something about like, you see blue fire radio over there. I don't like his shirt. I don't like his shirt, Graham, and because I don't like his shirt, I'm going to give him a hard time, you know. And and did you hear the thing about Courtney and Matt? You know, I've been hearing things about them at the campfire an awful lot, you know. So that kind of stuff happens in here, and uh, right. you know, you need to be aware of it. It can take a toll on you, but uh, you know, every time you think, "Oh, that's it, I can't do it anymore," because like, you'll get. It used to be that you used to be able to get text messages on on stage, and I and everyone knows I can't stand that, right? So people will come in and they'll actually send me text messages like, you know, "Get off the stage, you suck," things like that. Oh, that wow. kind of thing makes you think, you know, why why am I doing this exactly? But right. then you'll have a show where everything goes right and you'll hear people right. laughing and, you know, and they'll come up afterwards and they'll thank you for doing it. And that really makes it worth it, you know, encourages you to right. keep on going, you know? So it's, right. uh, it's I, I have, I've got a tremendous out of, amount out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's an interesting point is that it's, it's a blessing that occurs because it's like you, you, the, you know, I, I started doing these interviews to learn about world building and learn about um, all the different techniques that people are using. And also in the end of the day, the thing I enjoy most is just like learning about the people that are in also. So it, it, it's the, the blessing about it is that it's people. You get to connect yes. with real people, even though we're in different locations. You're on the East Coast, I think. I'm on the West West Coast in, in Hawaii right now. So, sold. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But the the curse, of course, is that not everyone is always going to be so kind, and we do That's get chills in here every once in a while. But That's true. We, can, we can just. We can just kick them what out. What I like luckily. to do, you know, what I like to do when I get when I get trolled, when I have a genuine troll, I actually I, sometimes I like it because it really it, it brings out my best. I when I first started out, uh, I was doing uh, uh, the All Space VR one on ones, and back then we didn't have stage blockers, so people could just teleport right up onto the stage. And I was getting up to the point where I was talking about personal space bubbles. Uh, and for those of you don't, you know who don't know, if you're new, you know it's basically like this bubble of protection that keeps you safe. And what happens is somebody teleports onto the stage, and they're like right in my face. And uh, I brought them into the act. I said, oh, you'll, you'll do nicely. And it, it, their intent was to troll me. They were trying to mess me up. And, uh, you know, and I said, oh, you'll do nicely. And, and, and the guy got so confused by it that he turned around and he started running off the stage. He didn't even realize he could teleport off. You know, he's just running, <laughs> running off the stage. And, and, and I'm chasing after going, wait, wait, I'm not done with you. I need you. You know, and the audience just started laughing. You saw all these laughing emojis going up. And uh, I just built on that. Like, so a lot of times when, uh, when people troll me, I will actually try to bring them into it. Because a lot of times people are just looking for attention. And I actually had a troll come up to me uh, after a show, stayed to the end. And he says, listen, I came here to troll you, but you treated me like a person. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he stuck around for the show. He says, right. I was enjoying it. Uh, and a lot of times, some of these trolls, they actually go on and become community helpers and get involved and end up putting on their own shows. You know, so you never know right. how it's going to go. You know, you give every, you right. basically you try to treat everybody the same. You know, that's what right. I, I find works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I guess we're a pseudonymous in here, so the pseudonymity allows people to bring out their dark side sometimes. Oh but yeah. The thing I the thing I was struck with you though is that I actually thought you had voice trading and you had trading as it because you you come across so sort of eloquent and your voice has this nice sort of dark deepness to it and like it just I thought oh you, you must have been like an actor in your previous life or you must have been a presenter because you obviously not, know how to I deal did. with an audience. I did do public speaking. I did like teach classes on the internet. I worked for a not-for-profit internet provider. And what they did was they would actually uh, teach classes to, uh, you know, at-risk youth uh, and to low-income families. They you know, build them computers and we would teach them how to use the internet. 
And so, you know, we get them set up with, you know, internet accounts and stuff. And, uh, you know, we did this. And in the basement of the place, we would teach these classes. Now, I would bring like a bunch of donuts. I'd come in and I, you know, and I do kind of like I do now. You know, it was a very similar type of presentation where it was going over some dry, what would be considered boring material. And I would build on it and I would try to make it exciting. Now, there was a line like out the door. You know, it was uh, every week you know, on my night, they would have people like where they, we couldn't let them in because of fire codes. And, uh, you know, and now it may have been the donuts that we were giving away that might add something to do with it, you know, but I think it was, uh, you know, partly like I just kind of came alive in front of that environment and uh, I really enjoyed it. I would have liked to have done some kind of a theater thing. I've always uh, I've been a fan of and I've read a lot on like, you know, stagecraft and we try to incorporate that wherever we can, you know, because a lot of the, those tricks from the old style of theater actually work great in VR. Like you ever see like if you ever see like old time uh, pictures of these plays where they have like, you know, these water effects moving back and forth behind the stage where they have two panels moving back and forth to make it look like they're at the ocean that stuff actually works in vr but you can do that in here and uh you know and it actually be uh, somewhat of a convincing illusion you know it's funny we were, when we were working on shark time we brought somebody uh, in to look at it before it was fully developed and we had this shark going by but it was just a, a flat texture it was uh, it wasn't like a model it was a flat texture going by and and, he, and he's looking out the window and he goes he goes that doesn't look real I just thought it was funny because I was like, you don't really think anything in here is real, do you? The only thing in here that's real is the people, right? That's it. You know, like the people that are behind the headsets and sometimes not even then. Like Graham's in two places right now. He's the camera, you know, and and he's right here. Uh, Up on the roof. Yeah. So you've got, you know, not always a real person. Sometimes you got a camera, but for the most part, yeah, that's the only thing the real that's in here is the people. And uh, so you can do some convincing illusions, which is cool. And that can really make a show a lot more interactive, you know, and uh, you know, that's kind of what Shark Time was, was started on. Actually, we had um, back when they, all space used to have robots in here. Were you around for that, Graham, when the robots were here? Uh, yeah, I was around. And then there was the campaign to stop the death of the robots. I remember that. That yes. was like my yes. first entry into this. I was like, what is this play? Oh, this you is came insanity. during the dark times. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the thing is, people were very, very upset about the robots being taken out. And, uh, you know, and at the time, they, they started saying that alt space was going to focus mainly on events. And when they were focused mainly on events, uh, the world building community became very concerned. Like, what's going to happen to building worlds? What's going to happen to world builders? What's going to happen to all this? And, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, you know what the thing to do was, because every, everyone's complaining and everyone's trying to get the admins to hear them, I thought the thing to do was to really show what was possible, right? So I went to work on it, whereas, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to come up with an event that would combine event hosting, uh, world building, and scripting with the MRE SDK, right? And to combine those things in such a way to show to really showcase what's possible and uh, to bring all these things together to show that you really can't do this effectively about what all without all of those elements in play coming together. That, and, you know, honestly, I told you some people gave me a hard time. So I want to feed some of my enemies to sharks, Graham. I, my my hope is that one of those people that will give me a hard time will come on the show, they'll get on top of one of those tanks, and then I get to feed them to a shark. You know, so that's how that's go. really where shark time came from. You know, that's how that right. got started. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we'll have as to, as yeah, as we'll have to, We'll have to get into Shark Tiger in a second. What's that? Yeah. So I'll just uh, very quickly about the voice thing. I have heard that a lot. It's kind of funny. You have kids come into the flight academy and you go, you sound like Batman. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's, you know, that's, I do hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in from the Lego movie. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, the Lego movie. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Um, Um, okay. So yeah. So before we get into all your, your projects and your different events, I'm going to, I have one, I have one other question for you. If anyone else here has a question about, uh, the origin story of Mr. Forrest, uh, we'll give you a chance in just a second. Uh, so I, so when did you come into Altspace? I, we never really got the timeline. How long? Oh yeah. Been, it's, uh, it's been about, uh, two, uh, maybe Morgan can help me out with this. It's been about two years. I think it was the mm-hmm. end of, 
2018. Yeah, late late 2018. So you know, yeah, or early 2019, late 2018 is when I when I first came in all space. So it's it's been a it's been a few years. Yeah, you know, couple I, of few. Yeah, yeah. And in that time, do you see? Have you noticed a change in um, both? Uh, the way that it works when you're setting up events and also the clientele, the people that are coming into your events, have you noticed any difference? Absolutely. Uh, the new users uh, have been a constant. You have people coming in and going out. That's never changed. Uh, the size of the, of it changes though. Like, you know, like when they release a new headset, you'll get like, you know, just, just tons of new people. Uh, and then it'll taper off and then people, you know, will, throughout the seasons, like Christmas will come and, you know, through the holidays mm-hmm. and you'll see everybody gets headsets and you'll have another population mm-hmm. surge, but it just seems like the population goes up and down and it just seems like more and more people. Cause you got to realize as people get more headsets, uh, like in my case, when I got a new headset, I gave my old Oculus Go to my mom, and my mom started coming to shows. When I got the uh, when I got the yeah. Quest Two, uh, then uh, my mom got my old my, my my original Quest, and then the Oculus Go went to my dad. Right, so you know people will give away their devices, and that actually you know adds to the population too. It's not just people buying headsets. So more and more you have people coming in, and the platform itself has changed a lot. You know, uh, six years ago, it was a whole different thing than when I came in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and back then they were all talking about, you know, all the good times of all the things that have passed. And I said, well, they're giving you the tools to make that again. And so we just, uh, you know, you know, keep working. But you do notice that uh, it has changed a lot. You know, the event, uh, the event hosting tools have made things a lot easier, you know, to run events, uh, the stage blockers that, that, that that's great to have, you know, and, uh, you know, being able to film the events, you know, with, yeah, mute all. That's a good one. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so that stuff didn't exist. One. In 2018, you didn't have stage blockers. So no. for people who don't know at home, we are standing on a stage in my little cyber city here, but we can, we have a stage, uh, invisible force field up so that uh, all of our, uh, Michael's crazy fans don't mob him all at once. But uh, it's it's also in use if there's a troll or something who wants to come in here and cause trouble. So this allows us to sort of stay focused on our conversation. Yeah, and uh, also being I can't able to that the entire audience at new. once. Yeah, and yeah. also it, the way it used to be is that you'd have people like be... You go, what do you mean, Morgan? I, I'm oh, not following you. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just saying, on That's the okay. time set, we were we were one of the first ones to actually try to use that kind of thing. And I think, you know, I think that's where a lot of the development comes from is watching. Yeah. There were people, there were people doing some really innovative things. Like uh, there was a, there's a show that you'll see come around every now and then called the rooftop. They had an animated curtain. They had moving lights. They use stage walkers pretty effectively by using uh, they'd use uh, one way invisible panels uh, that would basically block you. So they made their own stage blockers. All right. They like innovated. Mm. It was very, very creative, very, it was huge breakthrough. But for most event hosts, uh, what you had to do was you couldn't mute the entire audience. Like, let's say that Matt's acting up, right. And Matt's go- getting all rowdy. Right. And he's yelling out and see, he's, there he goes. He's, he's being Matt and he's yelling. Right. So one of the moderators would mute him and, and turn his microphone to red and he wouldn't be able to talk, but he could unmute himself. So one moderator would basically get into a tug of war with just one user. You had one troll that would keep unmuting themselves and it would just be a tug of war between the mute button. Uh, and that's how it was back then. And then when they brought out the, the mute all button, you could just press that one button and it was like, it was quiet. But something was missing from that. And I like myself, what I like to do in my events, I like to leave uh, people unmuted because I like to hear them laugh. I like to be able to interact mm-hmm. with them. Uh, but mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get to that point. If you're, you're a new host just starting out, uh, the slightest thing is going to throw you off because you're a human being. You're going to respond to movement. If somebody comes up to the stage and they're going, hey, hey, and they're waving their hands around and going, hey, hey, you're going to see that. Your eyes are going to go right to it. And you're going to be remembering, uh, what am I supposed to say about the controller? What am I supposed to say about that thing? Mm-hmm. And you, all you see is that guy going back and forth going, hey, hey, just like that. Uh, you know, and that can really throw you off. 
All right. So right. these kind of tools where you can where you can mute the entire audience, just so you can help your focus. One thing that helps a lot is if somebody is doing that thing where they're whipping back and forth and they're making you a little bit dizzy and they're throwing you off. Just pick a focal point where you can kind of like look at the audience, but you're not really actually looking at them. Like right now, it looks like I'm looking out in the crowd, but I might not be. I might be staring at the floor as a way to maintain my balance and my focus. Little tricks like that you develop over time. Uh, and like I said, right. I've done 600 events, and you know you, you pick up these things. But in the beginning, when you're just for, when you're just starting out, you're going to need you know a little extra and and these tools yeah. can really help with that yeah yeah that's that's a, that's really interesting to know that the trajectory so i i guess i came in a year ago or so it it turns out I'm fr i've been friends with here with math and science for 10 months so i've at least been in here for 10 months and uh i guess it's like yeah actually i think i got my oculus at my on my birthday last year my birthday's in like two in a week so yeah i guess like literally it was about 10 or 11 months ago thank you yeah um so uh that's really interesting to know what was what it was like before because this is how i sort of came in and um, but yeah. in any case, um, yeah, so I, you know, usually we have a, our audience muted, but because this is an event about social VR and because you guys are too rowdy, we're, we're leaving it open. And I, and I love hearing, uh, everyone talking. And by the way, for people who are, are wondering, it's very cool because we hear Morgan's voice from the ether somewhere every yes. once in a while. And I don't know where she is. She's like a godlike yeah, voice thing. that comes she down. Like she'll conceal us. Like I said, we have had some problems with people. Like we actually had an event, uh, when we first started doing this, uh, we actually had an event where uh, somebody who didn't want us hosting events would come in and they actually would chase Morgan around the space. She's trying to moderate and they're actually oh. chasing her around. So she started to conceal herself like that. And it was funny because to the audience, it looked like the stage was talking to me. And I was like, I'm the only person in all space with a talking stage, you know, and, uh, you know, so that was the thing what we do. And we, we just kind of built on that. Yeah, exactly. So like you, you do get used to it, but yeah, she's like the phantom of the, uh, whatever, you know, whatever. She really is. It's awesome. Yeah. She's up in yeah. the rafters think, somewhere. It's really, it's yeah, great. we got Matt Davis trying to track her down. Look at that. He's he's over there <laughs> trying to look, he's like, I'm going to find her. You know, sometimes people do. We actually had an, uh, an admin come in and they were like looking all over the space uh for her and they finally found her she was like you know like uh, she was actually under the floor you know uh you know in, in one of the yeah. screen door effect stage sets you know so it's uh she uh, does that and it's uh it's, it's actually easier to moderate that way because if they can't see you, you don't have people coming up to mess with the moderator uh and they can yeah. position themselves in a place where they can see the whole set and you know yeah it's, it's a very useful technique yeah. All right. Well, that's our new scavenger hunt here in uh, Cyber City is uh, to find Morgan wherever she may be. Yeah, see if you can find, um, see if you can find Morgan. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Um, any any the sound of the voice, though. I, uh, if I, yeah. I'm going to guess, I'm going to say she's in that building right over there. Yeah, oh, okay, just based on the okay. sound. Yeah. Did I make you? Oh, hey, there she is. There she is. Make <laughs> yeah. Spatial audio is a thing. Cool. You know, you can actually tell by the direction of the sound. You know, so that's, that's pretty awesome. cool. Is this on actually mm -hmm. podcast? Yes, it's an actual, it's an actual podcast. podcast. It's, oh, yeah, cool. it's not yep. one of those fake podcasts. You know, this is the real thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be on Spotify and iTunes in about uh, about two weeks. Uh, oh, so, you got, yeah, you'll have to check it out then. Any questions for uh, Michael about his real life before we dive into his projects? Anyone? Or we'll just keep on rolling. Um, all right, cool. Um, so, okay. So you, it's, uh, so this is sort of about your process here. So we're taught, it's interesting that you were saying that you were thinking of doing corporate events or things like that. So you have some, yeah. a company that's is sort of all over, uh, Instagram and Twitter and, and alt space, and it's called Raven hall. So where did yes. the name Raven hall come from? And is that sort of your uh, company well, that you're trying to build? 
what happened what happened was uh yeah we, what happened was we were having a lot of uh, a lot of events of different types and all space makes it so that you can create uh, an event an event channel uh so that you can have like you can be an event team but you might have like you know five or six different events that don't necessarily have anything to do with each other but they're hosted by the same group of people and that means your audiences can know like if you see a Raven Hall event it's probably going to be me hosting so if you like my events and you want to see more of them you would go to our event channel and you'd see more of them <laughs> as for where the name came from uh where i live i now live, i grew up in Brooklyn, New York, but I now live in Pennsylvania. And when we first moved in here, there was this raven that would come to the back of the house. Now, as I said, I was very sick. And every day I would see this raven come to the house. Right? And I, you know, inter interact with the raven, you know, fairly regularly. And, uh, you know, we and my house is like, it's a very long house style. Uh, it's almost like a hall. So between the bird and the hall, we said, you know, Raven Hall. And that's kind of how it came together. And we've been using cool. that name ever since. And uh, we've been, uh, you know, we just do it that way where we, you know, build on on the name. And hopefully, you know, it'll lead somewhere, I hope. You know, we keep doing these events and, you know, our skills, you know, because when you're in all space and you just start out, a lot of people will start building worlds with the world editor. And then you're going to want more. You're going to, there'll be something in the kits, that, not in the kits that you want. All right. Like, let's say you want to put a satellite. I mean, there is in the kits, there's a satellite dish, but let's say there wasn't. Right. And right on that top of that building, you want to put a satellite dish and nothing in the kits is really working and you really want it. Well, that might encourage you to go out and make your own thing. And you might model one and bring it in through Unity and do something a little more advanced. So the skill levels build on top of each other. You start out with the world editor and then eventually, you know, in my case, I when I started out, I just had a an Oculus Go and a tablet and that was it. Right. And I was starting to do like, you know, events and stuff from there, but I wanted like custom sets and I wanted to make some stuff. Uh, so we arranged to, you know, get a computer and then I had to spend more and more time over at the computer, which was helping my health because I was spending less time in the bed. Because, you know, I'm to be honest with all of you, uh, in the very beginning, when I first started out, uh, I would host I would host right from bed. You know, I was just like, you know, I was that sick, you know, mm -hmm. I, when the event was over, my heart would still be going for like an hour or two after the event, but I loved it. I wanted more of it. So I kept going and I still get like a little sick before the event, you know, pre-stage nerves or whatever. But, uh, you know, that just, you know, once you get going, it's just, you're out there and it's a great feeling once you're, you're kind of in the zone with that. But yeah, you build on these yeah. skills with world building and, uh, it, uh over time, you know, you, those skills, hopefully they'll lead to opportunities. You know, you'll see that happens Absolutely. to a lot of people in here. So, like some people sell models, and some people will, right. uh, you know, charge admission to come into their like private events where they're, you know, giving something like, "I'm going to teach you guys something that nobody else in all space can do, and you guys going to give me a little bit of money for it." And that's usually how it how it'll go, you know. So, right. hopefully, it'll lead to something. That's what that's our hope. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Well, we'll definitely put all your links in our uh, show notes when we get this uh, sent out to the world, and hopefully, we can spread the word. Oh, that's great. Um, so, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I was, I, I thought it's interesting. I thought Raven Hall was, I was like, oh, this guy must be like a Harry Potter fan. It seems, it sounds like very no, like Harry Potter. No. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> does kind of, it does. Yeah. You know, I mean, growing up, I was always into like, a, you know, like, a, you know, Dungeons and Dragons and, you know, your fantasy yeah, books yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So that may have played a role in it. Yeah. But, you know, it was mainly because of that Raven in the house. We just kind of mashed those things together. And I, right. honestly, we just thought it sounded cool, you know, and we just built on it. You know, okay. so that was it. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, and I've also noticed, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think I know where the Phantom is today. This time, um, yeah, I, yeah, I also noticed <laughs> as I as I looked uh, through your event that you 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 often give thanks to different people who've helped you out. So I guess Nira, who's been a, a guest on our show before, yes. she's mm -hmm. helped you in some of the things. So I guess it, would you say it's a, a community effort? Um, that, uh, you know, how actually, do you, how do you get, um, I. I, you know, to be honest with you, like, yes, there, there are a lot of different communities in all space and we have gotten help here and there, you know, and get stuck and you, you really just, you're trying to work out, how do I bring this thing in? There are people out in all space who are very willing to help you. 
uh, and you know, you're just asking around, like, I don't know how to do this thing, you know. Uh, but we actually, we really don't leave our events in spaces. Like, this is very strange for me to be somewhere else, you know, that isn't like you <laughs> know, one of our events. Uh, and the reason for that is, I said, we, we were given a hard time by by a bunch of people in here, and uh, you know, because of that, we kind of keep to ourselves a lot. But in spite of that, people have come out and they've helped. We were working on Shark Time in the beginning. Uh, I showed it to Nira, and Nira said, "You, you know what you need." You know, and and, uh, you know, and that's where the seasoning came from. If anybody's familiar with the seasoning effect, you know, we have, uh, you know, that's where that came from. You know, uh, and you know, we worked on that, and um, you know, and made it more performant and stuff. And you know, and by looking at that, and again, so people will share the resources, they'll share their knowledge, and that can make things a lot easier. You know, that and a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of YouTube videos mm -hmm. can help you out too. You know, so yeah, there's yeah. that too. But yeah, so uh, you know, as far as like it being, it's mainly. Uh, been us trying to learn on our own, but when we do get stuck, we do reach out and there have been some very helpful people in here. Like Ben, for example, Ben's been incredible. Uh, you know, Shuseki's another one helped us Steven, one of the admins, you know, there's a lot of people that have like really helped us get unstuck, you know, but for the most part, like before we ask for help, we'll go as far as we can, you know, uh, and that's good, you know, kind of learn by doing, yeah, Mr. Prime actually has been incredible too, you know, really just too, I mean, too many people to thank really. Um, right. but I, you know, I don't know if like, we're like really community based because, you know, we, like I said, we've had a you know, we kind of got pushed out of that in the beginning, right. you know, so that's, uh, you know, but we kept on going, you know, so, and, then, and now we're here. So, yeah, you know, got it. Um, cool. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's find out. So, uh, about your, your different types of, uh, events you have here and see if uh, any of you have been to all these events and maybe you could tell us a little inspiration as to, you know, what the event is and how you were inspired to, to create sure. it. So, yeah, I think the first one is the quest time, although there's quest time and there's quest time too. Right. So what yes. is quest time and, and uh, how did you come up with that idea? Uh, and who well, here has been was... to a quest time? Is it other question? Courtney? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Look at Margie. It looks like Margie I've been friends with for 11 months. There are some OGs in here. How did that have a diamond? Oh, yeah. wow. So I guess I guess I've had it for 11 months. She beat you, Matt, the scientist. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, quest time began actually uh, from another event we did called It's Go Time. Now, I first came into Allspace. I was uh, teaching the Allspace VR 101s. And what we did was, uh, you know, we were answering a lot of questions for the Go because the Go didn't operate very well in all space. It would overheat. Um, you know, there were problems where it would crash, you know, and, uh, you know, the microphone sound was messed up where people would get feedback. You know, people would talk and you'd hear themselves coming out of their avatar and it made it difficult to have a conversation. So I learned a lot of tricks on how to manage these issues uh, and in some case beat them. Like I learned that if you attach a fan to the front, you could bring down the temperature, you know, things like that. And uh, mm -hmm. I was sharing it with the people I came in with contact with, but I didn't feel like I was reaching enough people. And Morgan kept saying, you know, you need to do your own event. You need to do your own event. So we started it's, the name, the name go time came from, uh, and that's how this whole time thing started, by the way, is every time when I first got my headset, well, when I, before I came into VR, this is a little silly, but when I first put the headset on, I would say it's go time and I put it on, right. Just like that. <laughs> right. And, uh, and so when it came to, you know, what are we going to call this thing with the Oculus Go being called a Go, you know, it made sense that I just carry that out. So I said, it's Go time. And then when the Oculus Quest was coming out, uh, originally it was it was available uh, where people could sideload it and come in early. And so we were came in early and we figured out a lot of the tips and tricks on how to get the most out of all space on your Oculus Quest. And uh, so one of the admins asked, you know, are you planning on doing anything for when the, when the Quest comes into all space officially? And I said, well, I guess we could, I guess we could. And so we built uh, something around go time and try to make it like tailor it to learning how to use the controls because, you know, some people who were coming in 
uh, for the first time on a Quest could really just fully experience Allspace in a condensed format, like in 30 minutes. So we had to like really cram a lot into a short amount of time. Uh, and we made, you know, custom slides. We did, you know, all the drawings and we built on that. And, you know, we'd, uh, you know, so, we, you know, and then we'd do the custom format. And then from there, Quest Slime came out. But then they came out with the Quest 2. All right. And I looked at the differences. Like I got, I, I got, uh, you know, early access to a quest two and I, you know, uh, between that and I compared the two devices and they are similar enough as far as all space is concerned, where you can really address both groups at the same time. But I had to do something to show that this wasn't just a quest anymore. Right. So I put the two on the, on the event tile, right. Actually Morgan put the two on the event tile to really, you know, demonstrate that it was going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's time, you know, it's quest time too, you know, or it's quest two time. You can read it that way. Way too, but it should voice be, from beyond be noted that for all the graphics that I do do, the graphics yes. for the quest time show are all Michael and go time too. Uh, so yeah, well, I, we were both, uh, you know, uh, we both do a lot of art. You know, and, uh, you know, so we combine that in a variety of ways, like the shark time, the original shark time tile I did. And then, uh, you know, Morgan just wasn't happy with it. It just wasn't good mm -hmm. enough. It needed a shadow here. It needed a blend there. Mm -hmm. And she touched it up to a point where she made it her own. And now it looks super crisp and it really pops. And that's largely thanks, you know, to, to, to Morgan's efforts. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's, so we do work together on that stuff and, you know, and that's nice too, because you have feedback, you know, and you don't just, uh, you know, pull out mm -hmm. the audience, you know, pull out the material and throw it onto an audience because it may stink, you know, it may not be good, you know, I should be like, well, you know, that that's falling a little bit flat there, or, you know, that graphic needs to be touched up there, or, you know, the set doesn't really work in this area and she'll make these suggestions and we'll work on it together to see if we can find a solution. And then when we feel like we just can't, because the hardest part about doing this is when you're working on stuff, it's not showing people. That's the hardest thing. We've had a lot of like ideas and stuff stolen from us that happens in here too, unfortunately. So we'll try to hold it, you know, keep it secret while we're working on it, but that's the hardest part, right? Is keeping this stuff quiet. Right now, we're working on a new version of the Shark Time, and it's all I can do to like I, I'm dying to talk about it. I can't wait, right. you know, because it's got it's got like it's 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 to my knowledge, this has never been done in all space. I cannot wait to show this thing off. I'm very excited about it, but I don't know when it's going to be finished. So I have to sit there every day going, I really want to talk about this, Graham. I really I'm dying for you to ask me about it, but I can't. I won't do it. You know, I just can't because you know then Morgan will be like, you shouldn't have talked about that thing, you know. And that's happened too where we let stuff out a little bit too early, you know. But yeah, so uh, you know, that's well, that's least, what led to Quest Time. At least now you can give us a dead. When, when will it be released? Maybe I'm you can get it. You can give us an be, exclusive. I'm gonna. I'm hoping it's gonna be in the next month or so. Uh, we are really starting to pick up speed on it. A lot of the things that were making us stuck, we're getting unstuck on it. But it really is. It's like a. It's a massive project, uh, and it's. It's we're breaking it down. And it, if you do take on something big in all space, the thing to remember is break it down into small parts, right? Like if you're building this set, don't start out with this whole set. I'm going to build it. It's going to be this this city. It's going to remind people of Blade Runner. It's going to be awesome. But what you want to do is just let's just start out with that alleyway and and, and you know just just with that street there and just build on that. And you you know start small and and then just start building up from that. Because the worst thing to do is to start out really big and then realize it doesn't work, right? Like the first time, the first Shark Time set, when we went in there, we couldn't even see. The whole screen was all choppy and you had to like really, you know, do these, these tricks to really make it more performant uh, and then get it so that it will work with people in it, you know? And, uh, you know, and the first time we did it, uh, the set was only, like, like I said, it was half done, but we couldn't wait anymore. So we figured, let's try it on an audience just to see what it's like, to see if it works and see if it breaks, right? So we had it and people actually showed up. We didn't even have it featured. We had it like, and, and we were shocked that people came in. Uh, and then it filled up. We had like 30 people. Then they raised the capacity to 50. 
and and it, it's managed to hold on and it's it's actually performed pretty well considering i mean mistakes happen during the show um but if you're if you're an event host you should be prepared for that when things go wrong they're always going to go wrong and it's how you deal with it in the moment that makes it fun right and and some of the best parts of the show is when things don't work like you know if somebody forgets to check in with sharky you're supposed to put in your username at the beginning if somebody forgets to do that and they press the button the the the, the, the screen says forfeit and the tank opens up and they get pulled down and they, and they feed a shark right free food it's great but what happens is uh, you know we, you know the audience laughs and we make a bit out of it and so when things don't work you just you just keep going just don't stop moving you know and uh, that that can help a lot you know that really can you know, so yeah, yeah, great. Um, makes sense. Okay, I am possible. So what's what's this one? We got. I, I have a few uh, events here, and this is the next one. What um, what's that about? I am possible is tough. I am possible is really tough to do because I am possible really relies on the audience, and sometimes the audience just doesn't, just doesn't show up. Right? It's an event where we uh, we we stand around in this what we call the forum. It's an outdoor area with a fire going. There are these columns around there, uh, and at the end of all our events, what we have is we have a Ravenel Talon hovercraft come in and pick everybody up, take them to the flight academy to fly. But before that happens, what we do in I Am Possible is we trade stories about what times when we ourselves or our families or something we read or something we saw in a movie overcome really difficult right and if nobody talks and nobody comes up i'll end up telling stories from my own life like before i told that story about the mold and stuff and how mm -hmm. you know you keep on going and you overcome these things and really uh it began uh when i was a kid that uh you know we, i was you know uh, my daddy used to own a bar and somebody came into the bar and you know uh they had a shopping bag with them and he pulls you know he, says, he asked my daddy says you have kids at home and my dad says, you know, says, uh, you know, yeah, I've got two boys. And the guy says, well, they're going to like these. And he picks up the shopping bag and he puts it on the bar and he slides it across to, the, to him. And he looks inside like this is going to be the biggest tip I ever got. And instead, it was a stack of comics. And he brought those home. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. all Batman comics. So people say, and I sound like Batman is a huge <laughs> compliment. And he slid the first one under the door there. And when he did that, uh, you know, at the time that summer, I was being bullied pretty bad by some older kids, like two or three years older than me. And it was such a, they chased me down in the same alleyway every day and they beat me up. And every time they did, they tell me not to run away. They said escape was impossible. They told me that to fight back, it was impossible. I could never win. And they kept using that word. And I thought I knew mm -hmm. what it meant. Right. But, uh, you know, I read these books and what happened was I, I didn't read them like comics. I read them like an instruction manual. Right. So what I did was I took an old backpack and I modified it and I put these glass marbles on the side and I attached it to a drawstring. And the next day when the kids were chasing me down the alleyway, I reached back, I pulled on that drawstring and all the marbles came out behind me and they clattered all over the pavement and I kept running. And for the first time I made it to the garages and I scrambled up on top of the garage and I looked back down the alleyway to see where I'd been. And I saw all these kids falling down and wow. I started laughing. I started laughing so hard because I had done what they said could not be done. I went to the library. I felt people had to know. So I started, I, I took every dictionary I found in that building and I crossed out the word impossible. Turns out you're not supposed to do that. I got in trouble for that. <laughs> right. And, uh, but I thought people had to know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Morgan doesn't like that story because she used to work in a library. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's a bit of an issue but yeah uh it's just an event where we tell stories about about the times when we did things we didn't think we could and that that, that wow. event is actually very hard to do because again sometimes the audience doesn't show up right. you know so and then, yeah, and you'll find that event, right. yeah mm -hmm. and it sounds like they need to tell a personal story that maybe some people aren't willing to do and things like that but it sounds yeah. like a really important uh event it can be motivational of, you know yeah there was a time when because audiences weren't showing up i was going to call it off and i was going to cancel it i wasn't going to do it anymore it didn't even follow the whole time theme even the title there was just it was just an odd fit and uh you know what happened was well uh, so I, I came on stage and i said this is going to be my last show 
right? And, and that's what I thought going in. And before I could even make the announcement, somebody comes in and, you know, in the beginning, we warm up the crowd, you know, we say hello to everybody. And somebody came up and said, I just wanted to thank you because the last time I was here, I was about to quit on my project. And I heard a story here that inspired me to keep going. And so they, they, uh, they got their project done. Uh, they, they got it finished. And I said, oh, wow, my, my event made a difference in somebody's life. So um, maybe we shouldn't stop doing it just yet. You know, so it's kind of been like a pet project where we just kind of keep it going, you know, and, right. uh, you Very know, it's, cool. it's a little bit different than what we normally do. Yeah. Got it. Great. Well, it's, it, it, and it, how many people here have been to it? How many people are, are now going to try to get one? It looks like. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the heart there. That sounds very cool. All right. So then uh, let's get to the main event. Uh, the one that we've, you've mentioned a few times here, the one that is probably your most popular shark time. So what yeah. is shark time for people who haven't tried it? And how did you come up with that? Well, Shark Time is my, my favorite event, and uh, it mainly came out of, like I said earlier, that you know we wanted a way to showcase the best of world building, event hosting, and AMRE SDK, and combine them into one event. All right, that, and we joked around a lot about you know feeding you know people who didn't get along with the sharks and stuff, but it, it was mm -hmm. it's all meant to be satire. It's all meant to be you know in fun, you know, um, and really what it is, it's a game show where we give away world building kits. We have a uh, a twelve piece world building world building kit that's an aquarium theme, and we bring that in there. Uh, and you, so if you win the show, if you survive, right, you'll get this world building kit. <laughs> and the way it works is you stand up on top of a platform. There's three people and three different platforms and directly under you just so happens to be a shark. Right. You know, and, mm -hmm. and what happens is we ask you questions and they're silly questions that you're not prepared for because I'm rooting for the sharks. So I try to stump <laughs> you. Uh, I try to throw you. I try to ask you a ridiculous question and uh, you answer and your answer. If you know you're clever or, you know, spontaneous enough, uh, wins over the audience. And now the audience, they vote. They can press your nameplate on and a number above you will go up or down depending on the vote. So like if I vote for Matt, his, his number goes up by one. But then Courtney gives an even better answer, which is probably going to contain chicken nuggets because that's what she does on the show. And you're going to see that it has. Uh, yeah, you're going to see I, I click on uh, I click on Courtney's name there and uh, then Matt's number will go down. But Courtney's number will go up. And then the person with the lowest score, I push a button on the stage and a platform gradually opens and they drop down, you know, and, uh, you know, and they get fed to a shark, you know, and that's uh, and the last person standing is the winner. They get the prize. Uh, and, you know, we joke around throughout the event. You know, we interact with the audience an awful lot. I think that's important. I think being able to engage with the audience and get them to yell stuff out during the event. I think that really adds to like one of the best thing. My parents, they come to the shows and they told me it felt like we had, been, we had a night out. All right, and that's how I knew mm -hmm. I was doing it right. If you feel like right. you've been, and you'll see on the Allspace webpage, they'll they'll say, uh, "Be there together," right? And um, that's really what it's all about. If you feel like when you take your headset off, if you feel like you've been somewhere, all right, like when like when we're done here, if you take your headset off and you realize you're home, and you're like, "Wow, I just felt like I was standing out in the city, uh, out on the street, watching this, you know, watching this podcast, watching this show," uh, then we did it right. Yeah, and that's what that's what it is. So, so for now, um, right now, I think it's my favorite event. Uh, it's where I'm putting most of my efforts in, and what we got coming for it. Because like we don't want to just stop with the way it is now. Uh, the new experience that we have planned is going to be it. It just next level. Yeah, it really is. It's going right. to be bring, bringing together yeah, right. all the great things. Yeah, it's it's going to be yeah. exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. 
Yeah. Can't wait. You had it here first, folks. Exclusive. Four weeks mm-hmm. from now, we're going to see. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't You're know locked in now. We're going to try. No pressure. We're going to try. No pressure there, Gerben. I appreciate that. My deadline. Yeah, I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll just never sleep again. That's cool. You know, no problem. You know, we got this. You know, who needs that sleep anyway? You know, but yeah, we, we are trying real hard and we, we will get there eventually. You know, I don't like to like say it's going to be ready by this date because then people will show up and be like, where is it? And that's happened a few times when we're working on stuff. I get so excited and I'll say, oh, it's going to be ready in two weeks and then something will happen that will slow us down and then people will give up like for the longest time we kept saying that we were gonna uh in the beginning we were giving away just one prize and it was a mug and we were building the world building kits uh you know that we were giving after but we want to do something special where they interconnect like it's not just a world building kit it's a theme you know so you get an empty aquarium cabinet and you can fill it with different objects uh and so we were trying to get it so they work together they had custom animations and a lot of work went into it so as we were doing this uh you know the deadline kept getting pushed out and you had people in the audience going yeah he's never gonna have anything but the mug it's just the mug that's all it is and, they, and, then, and then they stop coming to the shows and then they come in and they see we have a whole new prize kit so i don't like to say like definitely it's going to be four weeks but it's you know i'm hoping in a month or two we'll be able to show something more than we're showing now because the new what happens is i spend all day on a new set and then i go and i do shark time and i notice every single error like when you're in there you may not notice that that wall is up a little bit higher than the other walls but it is and i see it all the time <laughs> you know so like i'm happy that the new version doesn't have that you know and uh, it's it's a lot cleaner it's a, it's a really nice set we're really looking forward to showing everybody you know so yeah okay. yeah that's short cool. time very cool yeah so i i have another question for you and then i'd love to open it up to the audience if you guys have any uh questions michael but so so you said you give mre kits out to um your audience's prize and i and you actually i think it's too bad Sharky wasn't able to be here but i think sharky has sent <laughs> me one also it's very nice of yes. him um and yes. so how do you how do you um do you make those uh, kits? Do you find them? How, where did they come from? These, well, what we did is a lot of times when, when people uh, begin uh, working with models, there they'll, they'll are models that are free on the net that you can use. Uh, some people will go to, uh, they'll go to uh, Sketchfab. They'll go, they'll use the Unity store and they can get these free models. Now, the ones that we happen to get for the prize kit, they all came in broken. So we had to modify them. And when we started modifying them, you know, you change a thing and you change a thing and one leads to another. And we started putting like custom animations in them and stuff. But a lot of the, the objects that are indicate are things that we made ourselves from scratch you could use 3d modelers to make stuff uh because we wanted it to be fairly unique we wanted the people to have when they won something uh we wanted it to be special it would we wanted it to be uh where you know i mean really anybody can come on and, and win the show and, and get a kit but we wanted it to be you know uh just different from what was already out there and uh so you know we made sure to include more than half the items i think are, are customized in some way or you know mm-hmm. or another but you could start out with with free stuff and you do have to credit the source when you do that uh which a lot of times is you know we use a model that somebody else gave us like in shark time uh most of the stuff like the set itself we did on our own um but some of the animated models like the the shark that swims through the hammerhead shark we got that from somewhere else so from i think it was a cc attribution so if you're out there thank you for that um mm-hmm. and uh you know so we use some of the some of those and the original model for sharky what a star of our show really uh actually came from one of the world building kits that they have available in all space and the admin that brought those into all space jimmy he did a he's the one really responsible uh if you ask me uh for the world building being where it is he brought in a lot of kits he brought in you know all these things that made that possible all right mm-hmm. so you know world builders owe him a great debt in my opinion uh but what mm-hmm. happened was uh one of the items i asked him i said where did you get it because i needed to work with it in a way that the world builder wouldn't let you i needed to bring it into unity uh and i needed to be able to uh, script it through the mre sdk so i needed that model i asked him where he got it and he, he kind of retraced his steps i really don't remember because he used to 
stay up like all night and he'd bring in like, you know, 50 kits in one night, you know, it was, he'd do a lot of work. And uh, so we really couldn't remember it, but he pointed me in the right direction. And I ended up finding that exact shark and it had to be that exact shark because uh, one of the worlds that we built called Lake Ravenhall uh, that Morgan built all on her own, she's building this. And I would come in after hosting a, a, an all space VR one-on-one I'd come in there after it. And uh, you know, it's like, Oh, I got heavily trolled and I'd kind of relax there for a little while. And she would be world building. And she, you know, she didn't really go out in the campfire. She just kind of just built worlds. And in Lake Ravenhall, in the bottom, right under the water, there's a tunnel. And in that tunnel, as a practical joke, I put a shark. I, I used the shark model that was in this world building kit, and I put there. And that was the very first time that we that to a sharky got his name, and that's where we brought Sharky in. Uh, and so he we to what? Me. He tried to yes. scare me, but it turned out I fell in love with Sharky. And I, yeah, she started laughing, and she loved it, and she was glad I did it. So it kind of backfired a little bit, Graham. I, I did it to like, you know, kind of scare her and she, uh, you know, but she liked it. And so, you know, we kept calling it Sharky. And when we started talking about the show, it really came out. Of, it really came out of that, you know, and, uh, you know, just one thing led to another. We kept building on it. And uh, but, yeah, it started out with the world building kit and we wanted to maintain that. So that's why Sharky looks pretty much like he did originally. We changed some of the textures on him a little bit uh, just to make him more performant. But for the most part, it's the original model that anybody can get. And that's kind of cool, too, because that ended up uh, some surprises that we didn't count on like uh courtney comes to like and, and matt come to all of our shows and she posted a picture on our discord server of a sharky in like one of the prize mugs surrounded by donuts and stuff right we didn't anticipate any of that when we started working on the show but the fact that sharky's available in the world building case that anybody can spawn like a sharky in their space right really it's resulted in like fan art and things like that it, it's it's, it's oh, really wow. been great it's fantastic that's awesome Great. Mm -hmm. And I know that Sharky is even very active on Twitter. So be careful out there, yes. guys. There's a shark infested yeah, waters. Shark, Sharky's careful. really good with the social media. It's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah very exactly. good at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, so anyone here have any questions for, for Michael? It sounds like you're all you're, you're friends already, but um, and you probably have you know him all the time to talk to and ask questions to. But um, now's your chance if you have any thoughts or questions for him. Yeah. Anybody? I, it sounds it's like, like you're, it sounds, yeah. Uh oh. Talk a little bit about your vision for the future of VR. Oh wow, that's a big topic. All right. <laughs> yeah, if you look, if you, she, can, she can't even see the slide. She can't even see the slide up here. That says no, the we're both future. see a green screen. Yeah. There you oh, go. That's what it says. Oh wow. It says that's the creepy. future. <laughs> okay. Well, good. All right. Cool. Yeah, apparently. Uh, well, I actually think I, Morgan and I talk about this a lot. And I think as the technology gets better and the headsets get smaller, I think that there'll be a time where like, let's say, you know, uh, you know, I go to the Eiffel Tower and I go up to, uh, you know, a souvenir booth and I order a T-shirt. Right. I'm not actually there. I'm going there in VR. Right. And the person that's running that booth actually sees me because they're wearing the right kind of glasses and I can interact with them as though I were there. And I'm seeing other tourists and the ones that are wearing the glasses can also see me and interact with me. Uh, and, you know, and I think that's where all this is going. I think it's just going to keep getting smaller. Uh, and I think the experience is going to become more and more immersive. And I also think there's going to be more and more crossover between the virtual and the real world where they can interact where I got to go to the bank. So I'm going to put on my, my my glasses and I'm going to head on out to the bank. Right. And especially like, you know, with us spending more and more time at home, if that keeps going the way it is, I mean, I hope it doesn't. But if it does, we're going to have to come up with more and more solutions with how to do this kind of thing from home. Right. And, and this is actually a, since, uh, you know, COVID hit, the population in VR has just gone way up, you know, because people mm -hmm. are finding, you know, we had actually uh, for the holidays, we had uh, what we call the Ravenhall Holiday Camp. 
And it was uh, basically because I couldn't spend time with my family during holidays. So I made this world for my parents and, you know, we're going to spend some time. And we were so happy with the world, the way it came out, like it snowed, uh, you know, there's a uh, smoke coming out of the chimney. We had like a fire going in the fireplace, playing music. It was really nice. We want to share it with everybody. Uh, so what we did was we opened up the space for three hours uh, and just kind of sat there and entertained people. And there was somebody there. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she was from Canada. And if you're out there, thank you for this. Uh, what she did was she came, you know, up to me during it and said, you know, and she was like, she was choked up. She was in, she was in tears. What happened was she got, she received an Oculus Quest as a gift, right? She received it as a present uh, a couple of days before it arrived in the mail and she didn't open it. And Christmas, you know, Christmas day comes along and, uh, you know, she was very depressed because she wanted to be with her family and couldn't be. You know, because in where she lived, they were having a lockdown and she had to stay home and she was very depressed and she thought the holiday had been ruined. And she thought, I'm going to put, put on this headset so she's looking through the store and she finds all space. And she thinks, that might be nice. I'll go spend some time with some people. Maybe I won't be so lonely. Right. And then she comes in and the first thing she experiences was this holiday camp thing that we had. Right. And she said, I felt like I was visiting with a real family. You know, and I mean, she was, I had my family there, you know, and uh, they really, you know, and we had a lot of people come out, Morgan built a snowman. It was a really good time. And, uh, you know, I was really touched by that, actually. You know, I thought, you know, it's amazing how, how far that reach is. You know, like when you, mm -hmm. when you, I say this a lot in my events, people have heard that when I say, uh, when you lift your arm up like this, very often that gesture is crossing an ocean. And that I think is that never gets old or from the first mm -hmm. time I came in all space to today, that part's amazing. And, it, you know, and it's only going to get better as it goes, you know, so it's, that's where I think all this is going. Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect spot to end it. Actually, that's a that was a it's a great, great quote to, to, to leave us off into the real world. For those of you who are listening to the podcast, all these popping noises you're hearing is everyone giving applause to Michael in here. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that's very cool. So so where can they get in touch with you and uh, Ravenhall? Uh, actually, we're on, we're on YouTube. If you do a search for Ravenhall Labs, you'll find us there. Uh, in all space, you can go to altvr.com. And on the upper left, you're going to see a link that says channels. When you click on that, you're going to see all these wonderful all space event channels. And there among them in the middle of the page, you're going to see Ravenhall events. When you click on that, you get taken to our event page. You subscribe there. We don't get paid to do this yet. So every time we see that number go up, it makes us feel good. You know, we have a uh, Patreon. We have a uh, buy us a coffee link. We have all that there. We also have Discord. join Discord button. If anyone wants to say mm -hmm. hello. And what's that, Morgan? I, I just said join our Discord. Get to know us. Yeah, join Come the Discord. Hi. Yeah, join the Discord yeah. and say hello. It's a great way to you know to interact. And if you have any questions with world building or event hosting, it's a great way to get in touch with us. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, our Discord mainly is 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 probably the best way to reach us. Okay, great, cool. Well, um, that was very informative. Hopefully, world builders out there will be helped by all of that. So, thank you for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us in virtual reality or 2D, or listening to the podcast a week from now on Spotify or iTunes, and remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, Facebook, and Discord, and maybe you'll see uh, Sharky and Michael and uh, and Morgan and all of us just hanging out in on uh, cyberspace. You never know. Um, um, so, um, and then, uh, join, join us next week for our review of, uh, walking dead, uh, saints and sinners until then stay plugged, my friends. All right.